everyone. Welcome to Movie Films. Bill and Steve. I'm Bill. Hey, and I'm Steve. Movies talk. So let's talk movies. Let's talk those movies, guys. Steve, how are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. Um, got done shopping for Carousel. Yeah, got all the costume pieces, got all the props. Uh, almost all the props, but I think the last couple are going to get made as opposed to bought, so... Hey, okay! Hell yeah! Figure it out on set. Get a couple solo cups or set. It's totally set. Uh, next week will be the, uh, the first day of shooting. It'll be just one day, and then it's the full uh, shooting schedule isn't for another couple of weeks. But that's when we get the park, is May 11th, so let's do this thing. Get in there, do it, do it up. And get those establishing shots, make sure to shoot at the proper times of night and day. Uh, you no, know. no tight shots only. Um, computer computer monitors will not float. <laughs> You've worked on a, at a theme park before for a film, so you, you did pick up some on-site experience. I picked up some really good experience of exactly what not to do. Yeah, so you know what to do. Make sure you act properly mic your giant star that you're bringing in for name recognition for distribution. Whoa, you know, don't worry about that. Do that right. Do that part right. No, fuck that. <laughs> Shit. No, fuck it. Shit audio. Who cares? We'll figure... You can you can fix everything in post, so... Fix it in post, a.k.a. Scott Lewis. Fix this. <laughs> One of my friends at uh, community college is taking a film editing class, and the professor there said a line that I still hold, I think is the funniest thing I've ever heard. You can fix everything in post except bad acting. <laughs> and even now with CG, you can fix that, too. You fix that, too. <laughs> what a wonderful world we live in in filmmaking. It's kind of amazing. Gotta be honest. It's kind of. Can't help some studios. <laughs> nope. Nope. Fantastic. How about you, uh, Bill? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's been an okay week. Uh, just catching up on stuff. I'm I'm this Sunday going to Global Wars for Ring of Honor, their pay-per-view up in Chicago, where it's kind of their yearly string of stuff where they bring in like tons of New Japan talent in and just have matches between their guys and their the New Japan guys. And I'm super excited for that, being a big fan of New Japan wrestling. So being able to... You know, see people perform that otherwise I'd have to go to Japan to see. That's that's pretty awesome. Mm. So I'm super super pumped for that, getting excited for that. And otherwise, just uh, not a lot going on. We're on the verge of uh, another Marvel film dropping. Hooray! So I'm I'm going to go see it. I'm going to try to give it a shot. But I, um, you know, uh, feel like I can already already handle it coming on now, or it's just going to be. A bunch of people going, oh, man, it was amazing, and I'll go see it. And I, inevitably, I'm sure, I, while I will give it an open mind, give it a shot, the track record proves at this point that I will just think it's okay. Perfect. And uh, everyone will yell at me about that. <laughs> Film How dare okay, you? Or, or mediocre, or eh, or not very good, but it has to be amazing because everyone else says it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's been two years almost of us, us just hammering that dead horse. And so I, I apologize to our long-time listeners. Fuck them. If there's a reason to hate the superhero genre, it's because people like me and Steve keep complaining about it. Like, more or less complaining about being shit on for not liking something. I don't care if the movies come out, you know why? Because I just, I just won't go see them. It doesn't yeah. affect me. I don't know why everyone gets so buttered about this. I mean, I can't imagine being in the 50s complaining about westerns and being like, oh, these fucking westerns all there are everywhere. I'm like, yeah, just don't go see them. Yeah. And even westerns were way worse back then compared way to Way worse. Films. Like 55 or, a year or something? Oh, well, like hundreds a year. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Even compared to this, this, even superheroes, even compared to the slasher boom of the early 80s, is perils in comparison. Yeah. When they were like, you know, 80 plus released for a couple of years and superhero films are still like 
13. Tops. At most? <laughs> yeah. It's like, good lord. I feel like there's more... You have more to complain about, like, romantic comedies. Yes, absolutely. Because at least those get released pretty frequently. It's like, well, Mother's Day is coming up, so there was a movie called Mother's Day. Valentine's Day, there's always something around... There's always something around those, and those movies are, I, I, I would argue, are more cancerous Yeah. than, you know, superhero films. Bring on the superhero films. I'm super pumped that they exist, even if I don't like all of them. No, it just, you know, different... Because things like Deadpool can happen, things like... Well, for us, you know, the DC films can happen. Suicide Squad, you know, just leaves room for other stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kick-Ass, that was a fun movie. Yeah. Didn't see the second one, so. I, I, I like the second one good enough. It was better than the comic. <laughs> From what I know of the comic, that doesn't sound like it could be hard. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you know, okay week, just uh, preparing for that movie. I'm, I'm just preparing for some of the other movies coming out in a couple weeks. So, I mean, it's just, there's all, everything else I want to see is far enough away still. Mm-hmm. So it's just holding out for that. Uh, so I did see Ratchet and Clank. I liked it. That's good. I feel hey, if you like Ratchet and Clank, you like the movie. I don't know what to tell anybody. <laughs> I I saw Keanu. I have not seen that yet. If you, I, if I, you I, like Key and Peele, you'll love Keanu because it was just a great Key and Peele movie, which also had the cutest goddamn cat I've ever seen in a film. Yeah, I'm hoping to go see that very soon because I still have not seen a trailer for it. I have not seen anything besides the poster. Very funny. At one point, so, uh, right. one scene in the movie was just dialogue, mm-hmm. and it was so funny that I could not breathe. Good, <laughs> good. I, I look forward to that, so I'll definitely go out and see it. Everyone, go out and see that. Go out and see these other movies. Don't go see it. Civil War is gonna make plenty of money. Just go see something else mm-hmm. for the first week. I mean, you want you want? I, I, I this is my soapbox that I'll die on. If you want to see more original stuff, go see the original stuff. Because if you don't go see the original stuff, studios have no inclination or reason to make original stuff. Yep. And I, the, all the same people who I see just uh, slobbering on Marvel's pre-com are the same people complaining about there's nothing new and original out there. Yep. It's like, well, you are to fucking blame for that. I've absolutely seen people complain about how there's not enough original stuff and then, like, within the same paragraph talk about how theaters are dumb and they only go to theaters to see like big movies like superhero films and stuff like that and i'm just like well motherfucker guess what you're, you're telling hollywood what you're willing to spend money on so mm-hmm. of course they're gonna do stuff like that pretty much way to go dickweeds way to go dickweeds i think that's a perfect segue <laughs> into this week's film we're continuing on our series where we talk about how much we love the monster or how much, I guess, from here on out that we don't necessarily have <laughs> the monster. Fuck the monster! <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, without further ado, The Toxic Avenger Part 2, 1989, so five years after the first film. Uh, rated our one hour, 42 minutes. That's what it has here. Of course, directed directed by um, Michael Herz and Lloyd Kaufman. The Toxic Avenger is tricked into traveling to Tokyo to search for his estranged father, leaving Tromaville open to complete domination by an evil corporation. There you go. Boom. There it is. Dropping it. Boom, baby. So, Steve, what do you think about (laughs) The Toxic Avenger Part 2? It's a movie. Wow. That's that's my review. Hey, guys. (laughs) Star ratings. It's time to wrap it up. Wrap it up there. Uh... Uh, okay, uh, Toxic Avenger 2. Now, for some reason, Toxic Avenger started blowing up, like, in the past five years at this point. Uh, yes. Like, it was actually doing really well, it was getting a lot of attention, a lot of people talked about the Toxic Avenger. Um, enough so that Lloyd Kaufman talked to, talked a bunch of people into giving him all their money. 
so that he could um, spend it on some stuff, but probably not his cast and crew. Because that's how things <laughs> roll. Um, and he was given, like, over $2 million to make the Toxic Avengers sequel. So he did, and then he filmed so much stuff that it became two two movies. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and um, I guess if we want to give credit, like, right off the bat, it, it it looks like he used most of it. In this one. The, like, on the, <laughs> well, I mean, between if you look at all the footage, like, all the unique footage that's shot between two, the both films... It looks like he got his money's worth. Yes. I mean, as we get into with part two, I mean, they shot, they didn't shoot a lot of stuff in New Jersey. They moved to a different, you went to a different country to shoot a ton of footage. A ton of footage, yeah. So, I mean, I can, I can respect that a a bit. For sure. I mean. I just, I just don't know who these people are. They gave Lloyd Coffin $2 million. Yeah. You know, it's funny. He had more money, but the film looks worse than the film that had, like, no money. It looks so much worse. It's funny when your flashbacks look better than the actual film. I love when that happens in movies, when your your flashbacks look so much better. Here's a better movie. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> don't mind the quality drop here. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't, don't mind us. <laughs> uh, don't mind our mess. Uh, we'll be right back. Um, so, Toxic Avenger 2. Toxic Avenger 2 is a movie that I feel that starts off kind of strong and kind of really keeps going downhill the entire time. I'm not sure if I fully agree with the downhill. I feel like it peaks, and when it should end, it just doesn't. It just, like, goes on, like, off a steep cliff for, like, like another 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, maybe that's a better way to put it. Because let's, let's get into the positives here. Okay. Uh, with the film, more specifically. I like the general setup. I like how it's kind of going along. I like... How he goes to Japan. I like if this movie was just like the story was just setting up like uh, you know um, the Toxic Avenger needing to find his father, and that's the story of the film. A okay, I I love it. I agree with that. Yeah. The problem is there. There's this the thing that sends him to Japan, and thing that's kind of the overlying story of the film in Tromaville doesn't work. Is what I hate. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So we're introduced to the Apocalypse Corporation. Okay, yep. it was evil corporation. Yep, and they come up with apparently they they find they they describe in this film that there are traumatons, which is what makes up the Toxic Avenger and what makes him like so adverse to evil and wanting to kill evil and all that stuff. Yes, and so they develop anti-traumatons. Yes, and this is in Japan. I, I do like how they make the joke of where do you get all the good stuff in, in Japan? All J- the good stuff. If made you want something to, to work, buy from Japan. It's funny because now th- that might not seem like such a joke now, but in the late eighties, like during the eighties and nineties, it was a very big deal. Yes, about, like stuff with Japan, like a lot of like especially in the auto industry, like with uh, Toyotas. Like everyone thought if you're importing cars from Japan, you're you're an asshole and you're. You need to buy like that's where this whole idea of buy American came from and stuff. Yes, because the you know the Japanese auto industry is just fucking kicking the just, U.S. auto industry's ass, just destroying it because they were making way better cars. <laughs> it's like oh, the American cars are meant to last for a couple of years. You buy a new ones. The Japanese cars are like, well, how about we fix that and we'll just make you can buy one car and just drive forever. forever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so there's just all those jokes. There. I, I did appreciate that bit, but. So they attach they hatch his plan to make him go to Japan to find his father because I guess we established that his father ditched 
uh, Melvin Junko. I don't remember Melvin having a first name in the in the first film. I mean, sorry, a last name in the first. Yeah, film. I was about to say it was definitely named Melvin. Yeah, Junko is new for the movie. I think. Yeah, I know Melvin, but yeah, sorry, yeah, Junko, and it's like, okay, so that's his. Why, why is that his last name? Yeah, seems weird. But it's Shoma. It's okay. You can kind of whatever it a little bit. So he they they send him to Japan. He'll be go. He's in Japan. Apocalypse Corporationist takes over Tromaville. Like they're just killing people. They're evil guys. That's the name of Apocalypse Corporation. Yeah. And I feel this might this kind of a positive negative, but I feel like if the film was just him in Japan, he does his adventure there, which we'll talk a little more detail about that, and then it ends with him coming back to Tromaville. And like it, it has a kind of cliffhanger ending into part three, and part three is more about him battling Apocalypse Corporation. I think it would have worked would, way better. Yeah, way better. But how this film goes is they show up, he goes to Japan, he comes back, and then we have like another forty minutes of him battling them and defeating them, which is pointless. Especially because they're we, still when, the villain of the third film. Especially when next episode when we talk about part three, it's just like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So, like, there was but, a much better way to make this a two-part film. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And it's almost, um, how to describe what I'm feeling here. It's almost like they filmed all this stuff, not thinking they were just making one film. They got in the editing room and realized, oh, well, we can make this, a, make this two, make two films out of this, which is hilarious when I think of all the footage they shot. Like, how was this supposed to work originally? Yeah, how is this supposed to be one movie? I want to see that re-edit. I'll buy that, Troma. Re-edit this to be your original vision of toxic avenger part two so that i can see what the fuck it was because I, I will say like if, if whatever they did shoot they were able to they were able to cut it into two films i mean but reeling it back in here let's let's talk about like more specific things um i like michael j white being in the movie michael j white is from what little he does in this film he's great he's so great <laughs> i love it uh i i do like the opening um when I say the opening, I mean it's a fun like intro action sequence with some gore, with mm-hmm. some dumb silly stuff. It's the charm from the first movie. I feel is in this opening. Yes. You got a, a limo, a limousine that's basically a clown car for goons. Yes, and I lost it. And they're ridiculous goons. Like one guy's an Indian for some reason. One there's a there's a little person. There's, <laughs> gang, there's like gangsters. There's the little guy was buff as shit too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> gets turned to a basketball. Oh my god, it was so stupid, but I loved it. It was great. Um, I think that the Toxic Avenger himself looks better in this film, which I would hope so after five years. A tad better. Um, a tad better, some, but mainly, mainly the, the, mask... the actor that they got is like actually buff instead of just physically large. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of the actors, the guy who is mostly Toxic in these two films, not the original guy that they fired because he was a dickwad. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, they talked about it on like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. I forget... Who was who, but yeah, they had an original guy that did some of the scenes, and before they went to Japan, this guy was apparently so full of himself and treating everyone like shit that Lloyd was just like, oh, fuck it, it's just a guy in a mask, and gave him the boot, and then it had one of the other guys already on set just be Toxie. That's fair. Uh, but that guy was, like, way better built, and he was the one that got to go to Japan and stuff, and everyone loved him. Like, in all the behind the scenes, everyone kept on talking about how great of a guy he was. Yeah, just just going off the voice of the actor, he sounds like a nice guy. He that the the voice is the guy who plays Toxie for most of the films. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like it sounds like a nice guy. But like I was like I was saying, I, I like that he's built. Like he actually looks like a 
an in-shape, super strong guy instead of just a guy who so happens to be tall in a mask like he was in the first film, which wasn't a negative. Which it worked for the first film because they're obviously ADRing his voice and everything anyways. Yeah, so who cares? Yeah, But I liked it. Um, Yeah. I really liked that they decided to make Melvin's mother, like, mega Jewish all of a sudden. (laughs) That's true. That is kind of what happens with her, isn't it? Um, It worked for me. It was funny. I... Uh, I appreciate that Cigar Face, like, is just barely in the background in a couple of scenes until near the end. And then he's in three a lot more. Yeah, a lot more. And it's, so and it's straight up it's Cigar Face, back from the it dead. It is. It is. <laughs> so it, I laughed so hard, cause like, why is he back? He was killed in the first film. And he's just there. Like, he like there's no, he doesn't really serve any story, really. He just says stuff, is there, so he doesn't serve any purpose to anything like he's not like he's a central character no one actually talks about the fact that he died in the first film it's like no this is just a different guy what? but it is cigar face lloyd like the actor so he brought him back the end <laughs> hey, it's tra- when you're again when you're trauma you can just get away with anything well i like to think that he's back it wasn't at all plain of lloyd so this is just headcanon because i know they did not they aren't smart enough to make this decision but i like to think that his appearance is the first wink that uh there's more to this organization than you think because there's a a dead guy that's a part of it and like oh it's the devil that's why and there's a dead guy that's a part of it there's a dog man that's a part of it yeah there's goat men that are parts of it oh that horse chick was kind of (laughs) hot you damn furry (laughs) watch out everybody sees a furry uh just just for foxes uh, yif, yif. Yif. Uh, so yeah, um, then let's get to some other positives. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I do appreciate well, that they change locations and he's in Japan. Yes. Um, that, that yeah. really works. Uh, they have some fun with it. I do think that, I'll, I, I'll, I'll save that for the negatives. Um. Yeah, trying to, trying <laughs> to like talk about some things that are positive film or it's really easy to like, immediately swerve it right into negatives. Uh, it like, when it came to the community, the community center for the blind, um, and even before that, I like during the introdu- I like during the introduction. He's talking about Tromaville, like all the citizens like dancing in the streets, <laughs> tattooing, manufacturing orange juice, and dancing in the streets. Dancing in the streets. <laughs> I love the mont. I like that montage. It's really funny. It really cracks me up. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just like you see every, or it's like ex- uh, exterminating, and it's just like every- they just keep putting in dancing in the streets, and everyone's just dancing in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and they like that in Japan too. Yeah, they do. They really do. Um, but especially at the the community center for the blind, there's some good jokes there, like uh, <laughs> basketball, rooftop, nature walks. Yes, <laughs> all these things that blind people shouldn't be doing. It the, a lot of, the, all the joke like we're immediately getting hit in the face of a lot of things that I think are like uh, stereotypical trauma jokes and trauma humor. Yes. Like, this film is definitely... Because, obviously, at this point, Troma has really established themselves as a studio and what their, like, style and, like, how they do their their films. Like, how Toxie's killing people. He stuffs a guy in a wheelchair and crushes him. So, we're getting that Troma style where the camera's right on someone's face as they go... And they, like, convulse and make ridiculous noises where blood blows out of their mouth. Yes. Which, it's... Most times, not for me. So, that's, that's kind of... I'm, you know, that weird... That, that like I said before like that merging into negatives but it's part of their style and this film has it and so if you like that that's certainly there for you absolutely um of course michael jai white shows up as uh doing uh nunchaku stuff and then i love when he's fighting toxie and he's like oh you're lucky i'm i, I have a piano lesson <laughs> 
Was it piano lesson or tennis lesson? No, it was piano lesson. Yeah, that's right. It was. I just remember it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's like I gotta get out of this. Uh, uh, piano lesson. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket. And he just walks off. <laughs> I think my my favorite bit of that. Um, I have two. I have two. One. My my second favorite one is the man in drag, mm-hmm. who pulls a uh, uh, like a Uzi out of his crotch, and then the. The second in command woman in the limousine is like, oh shit, that was our best guy. Yeah, just that was our best guy. But my favorite bit of that is kind Malif- of Mal- Malifray? Malifair? I don't know. Uh, it's something like that. I think her name's Malifair. I wouldn't be surprised. Lips. Let's call, let's call him Lips. That was a character in the first film. Uh, oh no, the my... chick, the uh, the second command chick. No. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Maybe it was. I, I, the problem is, just chair, there's the chairman guy, but I don't know everybody else's names. Did they have names? I don't know. Uh, looking at the Wikipedia, all, ex- yeah, I was right, her name is Malfair. Everyone else is either Apocalypse Inc. Chairman, who is Rick Collins, yeah. who was great, by the way. Yes. Uh, he was so good. Um, and literally every single other character is named Apocalypse Incorporated Executive. Yep. From, like, Don Eckhart all the way down to Michael J. White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except Dan Snow is still the Sister Carface. <laughs> well that's who he was but my favorite bit of this was kind of a rehash in the first film where two guys are like pointing their guns at Toxie and Toxie jumps in the air and they shoot each other yes but this film has a great like button on the joke where they shoot each other and the guy goes oh shit <laughs> <laughs> after they empty like 30 bullets into each other and then they fall over no no blood no anything this like no claps it's, it's very cartoony I, I did laugh really hard at that joke so did I <laughs> great opening honestly great totally um <laughs> So moving along with positives, uh, you know, I I gotta kind of glance over some of the stories that gets established because I think most of it's negative. But uh, Japan, Japan, I uh, my favorite the way they introduce this immediately makes me laugh when um, <laughs> Toxie says I I took the most fa- the fastest and most uh, economical transportation possible. It takes like a wave hand sailing <laughs> <laughs> that clearly has a motor on it, and it's just like it's like, yep, just going. He's like. On the harbor, you see the, you know, New York in the background. I thought that was such a funny bit. I liked it. And he got this. Because I didn't have my passport, I had to enter the country Godzilla style. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we get, pretty much the film just becomes a uh, Toxic Avenger in Japan film. That's pretty much all it is. Like, And I like it. I actually like the Japan stuff a lot. It's really funny. Yeah, a lot of it is fun. And I, I appreciate that they actually went to Japan and shot this. I mean, they were they, they shot a you know ton of this film in Japan. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I, they had like some cool shots. They had some nice setups. Like they actually kind of cared about the cinematography of showing off their location. They had mm-hmm. establishing shots of Japan. All the filmmakers yeah. could learn from trauma. I never thought I'd say that sentence in my life. <laughs> <sighs> and my favorite running gag uh, from this is the news reporter. Who keeps interviewing people? So he like I, apparently I he's like a big deal in Japan at the time. Like he was, no, like I can a, believe. Yeah, it. he was like an actual legit Japanese celebrity uh, news reporter. Uh, so I don't know how Lloyd got him, but I appreciate that he did because he's hilarious. Well, you know, I'm just gonna guess that Toxic Avenger, the movie, was actually really popular in Japan. Yes, that that that's one of those things that would not surprise me. Yeah, probably. So that's probably why they went to shoot there. Probably. And so they probably were to get him in. That also increases, increases their marketability for Toxic Avenger Part 2 in Japan and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, probably getting him made sense. But, uh, like, this guy will keep interviewing people, saying something about a product or something, and then something will happen. Yeah, the product's supposed to do something, and then so, some events of uh, caused by Toxie make it super work. 
Yeah, my favorite one of that is he's talking to a guy talking about dried fish. Now, eating this fish will attract a smart woman, a sexy woman to him. So at one point, Toxie's fighting a, like a bunch of kabuki people, and one of them was a woman. Well, sorry, women. A woman. <laughs> no, she was a woman with a Y. She was... <laughs> Uh, patriarchy. Uh, and he like strips her clothes off and like knocks her out. She's stumbling over like whoa, woozy, and she falls into the guy. The reporter's lap after eating the food. And One of the funniest like, jokes in the movie. He's like, whoa! <laughs> he's doing this all the time. It made me laugh so bad. So part of this quest is that Melvin Junko is looking for um, what was, what's uh, uh, what was his father's name? Um, his father was uh, Big Mac. Big Mac Junko. That's right. Big Mac Junko. Big Mac Junko, and he finds Big Mac Junko to find out, oh no, he's a drug smuggler, bad guy. Oh no, and he's in the white slave trade, too. <laughs> and that leads to the whole thing with sumo stuff, and I just love that the actor uh, Rikia Yasuoka is just being <laughs> like overdubbed by Michael Hurst. Yes. <laughs> so he just, he's speaking, clearly speaking these lines, but his overdubbed so ridiculously. So ridiculously. Oh, Melvin! My boy! My boy! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, there's lots of like sushi jokes. There's a lot of like Japanese cuisine jokes. Uh, Melvin fights off some guys trying to attack a woman. Masumi. Who, yes, um, I actually I liked her a lot. No, oh, totally. Yeah, um, I, I did as well. I thought she was great. I thought she was a good I, character. It, she was interesting. Uh, she if was... we didn't have to deal with Claire back in Tromaville, oh, we could have had Mizumi be the new love interest. We'll talk about that later. Oh, we we, we will. We will. Oh my god. Uh, this film has a lot more nudity in it than the first film. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Some good tits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, one of my favorite jokes from the the whole Japan trip is when Toxie goes, Bonsai! Then a man walks over from out off screen and hands Toxie a bonsai plant. Yes. Great joke. <laughs> Good joke. It's so stupid, but I... So fucking it. stupid. I laughed so hard. And then he takes it, of course, and smashes it into a guy's face. Yes. And then, uh... Big Mac with cheese. Uh, <laughs> f- fights Toxie sumo style. Sumo style. Oh, uh, his trauma... Traumatons get turned off. Yes. And he heal. I like how that's supposed to be a big plot point, and they heal it just by purely him going to a sumo like dojo and learning the arts of sumo, and that's how he cures himself. Yes, like the anti traumatons actually do nothing to him. <laughs> As we talk in part three, like when the when the when the devil uh, like morphs Toxie's mind, like when he melts, that is how I expected the anti traumatons to, to affect him. affect Toxie. Nope, it just knocks him down. He goes, "Oh, I'm so weak, uh, but it's okay." I went to I went to sumo dojo and I learned. And I got better. Sumo. I'm perfectly fine now. Perfectly fine now. <laughs> I was surprised uh, at um how much uh, respect Lloyd actually gave to sumo. Like he did, oh, yeah, he didn't make like, sumo a joke. Like it was. No. I think he had one fart sound effect when he squatted down, and that's it. Yeah, they did some like squatting fart jokes, but. The film has there's it was, there's some worse fart jokes in this. Absolutely, film. On that. yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that here shortly. But I, I, I respect his restraint that he did treat this art form as like with respect and like. Fa- yeah, well, in '89, I mean, sumo sumo's a work for those who don't know. It, it's like pro wrestling. Yeah. And so in '89, kayfabe is still pretty heavy in effect. So I don't think they would do anything like like I don't know jeopardizing it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think it made sense. 
And yeah, they talked about it, talked about drinking the water, throwing out the purifying salt, just like, yeah, it was a good scene. I really, as ridiculous as it was seeing Toxie and, you know, the get up and everything and doing sumo, mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Although, it's, like, everything here just doesn't matter until the third film. It's, again, there's a lot of these weird things that <laughs> are in this film, but not really dealt with until the third film. And yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Uh, so when um, Toxie is heading back to uh, Tromaville... After finding out that uh, Big Mac uh, Junko, he, he had to kill him. The guy gets gets turned to sushi. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. Gets thrown at a table where a guy's like not paying attention, just chopping erratically because he sees that, that naked uh, that, uh, kabuki that woman. That hot naked kabuki woman. Yeah. He's like, whoa! He's <laughs> chopping up. It's funny how he's chopping up, but then when he realizes what he did, he's already like put Big Mac uh, Junko's head in like a case and everything else. Yeah. And, like it was sushi. Yeah, like uh, with that, like there's a lot of great establishing shots of like a fish market and everyone cutting up stuff for sushi or making the uh, the fried um, like tofu fish cake things. Yeah, that that Toxie definitely uses on some guy's nose, and that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I like that. But uh, but returning to Tromaville, uh, you know, Apocalypse uh, Corp- the Apocalypse Corporation has taken over. That leads to one of my favorite jokes here, uh, where it's just Michael Jai White beating two homeless people with, with a loaf of bread. Yes. Give me that and start whacking on the shit out of him. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, really, when like I said, when Toxie comes back, that's when the movie should have ended. Agreed. And, Instead, uh, that's that's where we go into negatives now. Um, uh, I will say one last positive is no, the fact ahead, that ahead, we sure. meet uh, Melvin's real father, and it's just a dumb joke. Is like, oh no, that's Big Mac Bunko. I've been mistaken <laughs> to. For him for years, he's ruined my credit with Visa and MasterCard. I laughed really hard. I did laugh really hard at that. <laughs> That's the last positive of the film. <laughs> I'm glad you killed him. <laughs> I'm glad you killed him, yeah. Um, so and then he disappears uh, forever again. We never see him again after that one yeah. scene. Yeah, we'll talk about no, that no explanation as to why he left. No explanation so, as to why he came back. No explanation <laughs> as to where he went again. Bye! <laughs> I have to go. My planet needs me. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mac Junko died on his way home. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh my god. So let's uh before we like so we leave Japan, that's the end of our positives. Let's uh rewind back <laughs> to the beginning and go through our negatives. Oh <laughs> uh, my first biggest negative, Claire. Uh, oh really? That's your first? My first is the terrible video opening credits. Oh yeah, those are terrible. They look terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, those look really bad. And then the new actors. So then yes, Claire. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know why they did this to Toxic's girlfriend. I don't know why she's mega slutty now. I don't know why she's Claire now. I don't know why she plays uh, an accordion now. I don't know anything also she's not a very good actress no like it'd be not hmm, no not no she is not a very good actress but i think that well i'm willing to blame lloyd not her honestly you can totally blame <laughs> say the whole like well she's supposed to be acting ridiculous and like for what for the role but i'm like you, you can act ridiculous and still do it well and i don't think she I, she was hired purely because she had looks yeah and she could play the accordion yes and trust me i'm not she's gorgeous in this film yeah i mean she looks good don't get me wrong, I do appreciate the fucking slutty outfit she's wearing, and she looks good. I'm not gonna, you know, deny that. But for the role she's in, especially from Claire from the first film... Sarah. I'm oh, sorry, it was Sarah. Why is it Claire? Okay. Yeah, I, why I, is she I, Claire? I, yeah! I, I was confused. Thank you for covering that, because I, I I was like, why? I thought, I, I thought, I didn't think it was Claire. I'm like, okay, I guess it's Claire now. 
Okay, thank you. So they first they changed the name, they changed the actress. I don't understand why. I I don't I I feel that like I said, this is when trauma's been going for. I feel like they're in the mode now where it's just everything has to be pure sleaze. Yes, there's pure sleaze. They're dropping the charm out. and adopting more sleaze. Mm-hmm. And that's why trauma started losing me real quick. I it's, I'm the same way. Like I pre, I like hey, she's a sexy lady. Great. But everything else in this, like, I don't know, that character, and maybe, I'll say, like, not exactly not exactly that character, but, like, that type of look, that type of thing, and something else, where everything else isn't so grody, and, not, I don't know, I don't, I don't like shit on the film that much. Um, like, I can appreciate the weird, gross-out, cartoony slapstick that is part two in, like, a lot of Troma's films, mm-hmm. but when they want to do all this, like, gross-out stuff, like, she lives in a fucking dump heap of a trailer and a sewage plant no sewage um it's a it's dump. the dump yeah yeah it's the dump and this trailer and everything else is so gross but she's supposed to be like walking around in high heels like like thigh highs of garter bell like oh i'm so sexy it's like so you want to make this gross out thing but then like throw in like super sexy women i'm like what are you going it's like the the themes are so like jumbled together mm-hmm. that i just don't understand like what the intended point of it is right like what they're going for, besides just trying to be trying to be sleazy for the sake of being sleazy, and I I don't really care for that usually. Like I I I prefer if you were sleazy and just upfront about being sleazy, but not but it, going to a point where you're just doing as much as possible just to be sleazy and try to be edgy and like oh we're trauma this is what we do yeah that that's when it's too much for me agreed completely. Because I can love sleaze, and I love filmmakers who just make will make something that feels like I, the only way to watch it is in a film filled of a, a cigarette smoke and, and neon lights. Mm-hmm. I like that just fine. Everyone who knows me knows that. But like I said, there's a point where it's just like too much, and this film is just too much. Yeah, and mo- most of Troma's films are too much, given that's given reason why I don't like most of Troma's films. Yeah, seriously. Because like, you know, it's just like you, like what. You're trying. You're trying too hard. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like they used to just, as we said, they used to just be charming. They were their own thing. And then as time went on, they got sleazier and sleazier, and just tryhards is up their own ass about uh, it. Like, yeah, no, this, is, this is a trauma film. Trauma films need to have ridiculous gore, gross out. You, you gotta, gotta see chicken. fat guys' dicks. You gotta have a chicken Poop like jokes. gross out of a man's asshole. Look like he's shitting everywhere. It's like, oh, it's gross. You have a this film, for example, have the Toxic Avenger taking a shit. Yeah, he's just sitting on toilet taking a shit. Lots of fart noises and like electrical effects. I oh God, that scene pissed me off because it's like it's like four minutes of him just shitting. Yeah, it's really long. The camera just panning around slowly. Like, yeah, we know he's shitting. We know he's shitting. We get it. He's mega shitting. And then they reuse the fucking footage anyways. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Uh, the, the soundtrack for this film is fucking garbage as well. Yeah, it's terrible. Except for, I do like the Toxic Adventure theme song. That, that, oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the metal theme song for the film is fine. But all, all like, the shitty, like, MIDI music, yeah. and, like, they keep using Ink Got That Swing, and... Yeah, what the fuck was up with that? Why? It's here. Why is oh that there? It's, it's in the, it's, like, throughout the entire movie, it's, like, the, like, song for the film they reuse over and over and over and over. Because that, like... 20 minute fight scene at the blind center for the blind when he's fighting all the, the apocalypse corporation goons it's just playing constantly the whole time. constantly playing hey Lloyd, uh, do you think we should use some of this 2.3 million dollars to pay a musician to do like just some music nah fuck that 
Well, they they apparently did pay him. There is a musician in the credits for doing the score for the film. It's like this score is just terrible. Uh, so when the this, all the stuff at Troma when toxins in Japan, I don't like a lot. It's like they're this, this joke. They said did this joke, but they didn't do anything with it. They talk about how they're like some activists are trying to stop the Apocalypse Corporation from destroying the bird sanctuary. Yes. And like, and there's addicts, and these guys, and like, they call them, they call them crap addicts. Like, they're smoking pieces of shit out of little porcelain toilet pipes. And that's it. What's the? What was that joke? It was a poop joke. It was that. It's nothing. Nothing but that because it's never called back to later. It's not really even that focused on. Like, you can barely make out. Like, you have to be actually pay, paying really close attention to what these people are doing <laughs> to get the crap addict joke. <laughs> I was just like, "What is that?" What the fuck? And then I do. I did like one joke where it's like, "Is the they say is that your horse?" Yeah, it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that joke was good. <laughs> I did appreciate the hippie riding on a horse and buggy. <laughs> that, made me, that made me laugh. And of course, they did. I also did actually kind of like the them getting run over by like a truck. Yes, that looked pretty good. Uh, I gotta admit. Was it in two or three? And I it blends together because they're the same fucking movie, literally. Um, was it two or three that had the chairman quote Shakespeare to the homeless lady that said, fuck you in response? Cause oh, that was a good shit. joke. I, I, oh, I, th- oh no, that was, that was, um, that was two. Cause that was when they were trying to, they're, they're showing more scenes of just the corporation taking over. So they go to a gazebo in the park yeah. and he says something. Sp- and, uh, Neither like a giver or... nor a taker. William Shakespeare. Yeah. She's like, well, fuck you. Then. Is a quote from somebody. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of a funny line. It's. It, I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Apparently, it also so, took like sixty takes to get the old woman to say it correctly. Oh, it, yeah, in the behind the scenes, the um, uh, Rick Collins, the chairman, talked about how it was so hard because she kept on saying, she instead of saying like "fuck you," comma, like as if that's a quote, and then the guy's name, she kept on saying "fuck you" guy's name. Oh, so it's like calling the chairman that person's name. Yes. Uh, so wow. apparently at one point it was like a 10 minute long period of time when Lloyd Kaufman just kept on yelling, fuck you at this old lady to get her to repeat back. And he kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then he just once said the proper line and then she responded back the line properly after all that time. Oh my God. <laughs> 2.3 million people. 2.3 million. <laughs> so uh, I guess the biggest negative then oh. from there is when we come back from Japan and then the film goes on for like another 30 minutes. Before we get to that, oh, I, do, I do want to say that uh, as much as I do like uh, like Japan as a whole, I do think that they they milk a lot of time in Japan. There's a lot of wasted stuff that they just put in because they filmed it. Yes. And it's just like, it, there's just random people jumping from the rooftops to have a really shitty, overly long action sequence with Toxie. Going back to one of my complaints about the first film is that they keep on putting these action sequences in, and they're always really long and not good, but they're there anyway. Like like the battle at the Center for the Blind. There's, I trust me. I thought there's some good jokes and some good. Gore yeah, it was good jokes, that. but that that was like it a was long. that was like a 15 minute scene that should have been six and a half minutes. No, and I totally agree about the Japan stuff. There's some stuff. There's some. St- there's some funny jokes I liked. I like when he's walking around. Like he, she made me look like a Japanese businessman. <laughs> it's just like a jacket. He's got a wig, a jacket, and has a camera around his neck. Yeah, that was a good joke. But I do agree, yeah. But I, there's some bits where he's like, ah, oh, he's going to fight some kabuki people. Like when he's chasing he... down his dad, and it's just going and going and going. Just, what, what the fuck is this? Yeah, the film... This film could easily been 80 minutes. This film could have easily been 40 minutes, with the second half being him fighting the Apocalypse guys, maybe. <laughs> That's fair. There, that, 
there's, a, there's so many ways you can go with this, but my biggest edit, which I, I'm sorry if I, I was jumping the gun here, uh, was the the quote unquote climax. Oh my god, fuck this thing! This is the worst part of the film. Absolutely, this is what this is really what brings down the entire film for me. The film, like I said, the film should have ended when he comes back from Japan. He should have come back, found out Tromaville's been taking over, and be like, "Oh, what am I going to do?" Then make it a cliffhanger. To be continued. Film. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And what they do? Hey is, guys, I guess... remember when I complained about Ernest writing a canon for too fucking long? Oh Jesus! Um, that's, I have the exact sure. same complaint about this, except it's Toxie and a taxi cab in between a Jewish elderly couple for like thirty fucking minutes, oh. and chasing a guy on a motorcycle. I don't know what his plan is. Oh, here's the plan. The plan is okay. Get this. I I paid, paid note to this because it made zero fucking sense. <laughs> the quote unquote black rider. The black rider has 300 pounds of nitroglycerin on him, and he's going to drive into City Hall and destroy Tromaville. Where, where is that nitroglycerin? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Second question, uh, he does blow up but, but he, by just running into a building at the end, but he doesn't destroy Tromaville, so how well was this plan going to work in the first place? Clearly not at all. But no, it has to turn into the Toxic Avenger has to stop the Black Rider. He he gets into a cab, tells the cabbie to drive, and it's just a overly long chase scene. I it lost me at least five times. That literally just ends the Black Rider just like accidentally like driving into a garage and blowing up. Yep. Yeah, Toxie does almost nothing. It means <laughs> nothing. It does nothing. What was the point of any of this? Nothing. There was no fucking point. It's it's that, the that... laziest way to end a film. To fucking milk out another movie with all your extra footage that I've seen, possibly ever. It was terrible. No kidding. It it that that if if you're gonna watch, if you're gonna watch the second Toxic Avenger film, you have no reason to watch past when he comes back from Japan. Just turn it off. Because <laughs> the last 30, 30 plus minutes don't matter at all. They mean nothing. Because what he does is he runs Apocalypse Corporation out of town. We're shown them like apparently like destitute, like having to hitch their way back to New York or something. Yeah. And guess what? None of it matters. None of it matters because they have they're at full power in the third film anyway, which we'll get to in the next episode. It's it's just like it, it, what a way to shit on your fucking film. Yeah, but this is trauma, so what? I can't be surprised. Yeah, not not anymore after this point. <laughs> no, absolutely. I go into I after the first, especially you can go back. To, you listen to last week's episode. You hear how much like glowing positivity we have about the first film. Yeah, and this film is so quickly just flushes it down the just shitter. fuck fuck it who cares i don't care. no no we got us money let's just fucking pocket it make it make as much gar make as cheap sleazy garbage trash as possible any sense of like creativity and wealth good filmmaking that we exhibited in the first film fuck it don't give a shit or in even like the beginning of the second film yeah and this just fuck it which it, it, all this is going to be amplified in, in the next oh review. Oh my god! This everything just just jumped up to eleven. So uh, let's just uh, let's just uh, call it here. Uh, final thoughts on Toxic Avenger Part Two, unless there's some other like uh, final things, like negative bits you want to talk to before. Uh, nothing that super thoughts. sticks out to me. No, um, I would say just final thoughts in general. It's a movie that could have been a legitimately solid sequel. Uh, it starts off well enough, you know. It still has you know the issues from the first film, like I said, of like action poor action sequences lasting too long and uh pacing kind of going to shit for the first like two acts of the film but it's an otherwise at that point it's still a very solid at least like a three and a half out of five solid good movie but fuck as soon as he gets back from japan like you said this movie just jumps off the fucking cliff
Absolutely. I, I think if you could, you could still have some of the problems of the first film and work with them, and it, it's okay for that. But then just keep building on the same kind of stuff you had in the first film. But this, like I said, like you said, and we both said, this film this is off a cliff. Yeah. It's, it's so sad because I like a lot. Like I said, I like a lot of the Japan stuff. Yeah. The Japan stuff's really fun. If you could cut out, if you could cut the Japan stuff into its own little film, leave the Tromaville like cut cut away stuff to a minimum and cut out the ending. This film would be pretty pretty close in, in score and quality as the first film. Yeah. Like if it was purely just a Toxic Avenger goes to Japan. Yep. I I would I I I this review had been so much more glowing. Because most of, like I said, ninety percent of the stuff in Japan is pretty good, and I really I laugh and it's enjoyable. And he's just trying to fit in, have a good time. He's dancing in the streets with some band and a bunch of other people, and <laughs> scaring poor hapless Japanese people. Yes. And <laughs> it's enjoyable. So, man, what a letdown! What a, a letdown for sure. So, uh, star rating, Steve. What do you give the Toxic Avenger Part Two? Ah. Uh... Well, since I respect the first two acts for what they are, and really only Act Three is where everything goes to dog shit, it's it brings it down a lot for me, a lot. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make the movie a complete bust. But I'm gonna have to give it a two out of five. Two out of five. I, I'm in that same ballpark. I gave it two and a half, mm-hmm. like because I, which is it's about close, close in score for the same reasons. Like, cut little bits in the beginning, the Japan, the, uh, the Japanese uh, stuff, like that stuff's fine, and it's just, it's just. The Tromaville stuff and the ending that just drops it down so much. Mm-hmm. So that's where we stay on that. So join us next time, guys, for Toxic Avenger Part Three: The t- Last Temptation of Toxic. Avenge with a vengeance. Avenge with a vengeance, dudes. If you guys uh, have any tips and tricks about how we could edit it, just edit this to <laughs> save this film. Maybe get a you know release that's in widescreen because everything has to, is still full screen that's available. That's kind of upsetting. Stroma. That is trauma. Thank God for Full Moon actually having some some integrity. Full Moon cares about their movies at least. These these trauma reviews are purely going to be yeah. We shit on Charles Band, but he's not as bad as Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta give. I, I do. I, give, I will give the respect where respect is due. Uh, you can email us at moviefilmsofbillandsteve.gmail.com. You can, of course, find all of our episodes on moviefilmsofbillandsteve.tumblr.com. And we are, of course, on iTunes and on Facebook. Uh, give us a like. Give us a subscription and a five-star review telling us uh, your favorite part of the Toxic Avenger Part 2. Uh, just just give us a little just give us a little message there. In case. And <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at LovableBill. And, of course, you can check out my film, silverspotlightfilms.com or facebook.com slash silverspotlightfilms. Be sure to like that page, guys, because that's where some pictures of Carousel is going to start getting posted. Oh, you want to see those sick pics? Sick pics. Behind the scenes, motherfucker. And <laughs> facebook.com slash the amazing spider Steve, because I'm going to start posting some pics of uh, my new photo shoot, which looks really, I look very handsome. I can't wait. I'm going to have my KY jelly ready. Because oh. that's what everyone jerks off with. Yes. Until, uh, until next time. Okay. Until next time, guys. I've been Bill. I've been Steve. Of course, there's always a guy in there. Cost me a fortune in closet doors. <laughs> <laughs>